Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to a new episode of Two Fools Save the World. Sabri, what's going on, buddy? Well, it's not just a new episode, James. It's our 20th episode. Woo! 20 episode! <laughs> 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 we made it to 20 i'm stoked about it actually 20 episodes yeah we've made it 19 episodes further than i thought we did doesn't seem like 20 i mean i guess so it's funny like somebody actually i was talking to somebody the other day just about covid and like the stay-at-home order and everything that's happened in the last however many months and thinking seven. of my mind, yeah, like they said, they said, yeah, it's been almost like, you know, six, seven months. And I'm like, what oh, hasn't? It's been like two or three. Like to me, it really felt like only like a couple of months since everything has gone down. Well, as long as COVID has been, we have been, right? Because that's when we started. So, yeah. So today, you know, September 15th, 2020, and everything really kind of started right around March. So, yeah, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, seven months already. It's crazy. I could see you counting your fingers. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. You know, in light of being our 20th episode, you know, we're trying, I am trying, at least we are trying to take this to a next level. And uh, we actually have video and Sabri to right there, as you can see, the Iron Eagle, <laughs> the American Eagle. So we can get Sabri a webcam. Uh, if you guys want to see what we kind of look like, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, look out for Facebook pretty soon for info on that. That should be my next gamer tag, the Iron Eagle. Dude, I like it. There you go. Sounds yeah, good. I can see it now. Other than our 20th episode, how's uh, your week been since we missed uh, last week? Been trying to stay inside for the most part. Ironically, not because of COVID. Just because smoke and shit's been outside. California is on fire. <laughs> Dude, I know. That's crazy. There's been, there was two. There was, uh, I think it's up in, by Oregon too. Yeah, the the smoke is all. When I go outside, it smells like someone's barbecuing ribs and shit. Yeah, like I went outside and I'm like, I'm like, all right, where's the brisket at? Who's cooking? You know, I know too soon, whatever, like that. But it's nuts. The air quality, at least where I'm at, uh, I think yours a little bit more up, a little bit more away from me, about twenty thirty minutes though. But it's been just bad. I went running outside. And I'm out of shape to begin with, just because everybody's been staying at home for the most part. COVID, I got the COVID-19 going on, if you know what I mean. Uh And uh, running outside, I'm fat that I'm fat and out of shape. Now I got to deal with smoke. Like I was coughing up a lung. (laughs) Like it was like any other challenges that I can put in front of myself to try to work out or get some type of exercise. It's like there. That's funny because I had the complete opposite go for me. Any excuse not to work out. I was like, you know what? This is going to be a great week to work out. And then I walk outside, I see ash on my car, I see uh, smoke, and I, I smell the smoke, and I'm like, all right, time to go back inside. We'll try this again next week. Any excuse. Open the fridge. Up, oh, we're out of milk. Oh, can't, <laughs> can't work out today. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. But I will get started. I'll get started on a Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday it is. Right <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my week has been pretty good. I, um, I'm just trying to uh, power through school. Um, I'm getting close to the finish line, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Just school, work right now. 
Well, the big thing, we got sports, at least football and what that started. And also the basketball is still going on. We're almost into the finals now. Oh, man, did you hear breaking news? Like this literally happened like five minutes ago. Breaking news. The Clippers lose. What? Well, there you go. You know what it's going to be. I tell you, man, Lakers, huh. Lakers, Nuggets, Buckets. You know, fuck it, man. Lakers and four. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't believe the Lake or the Clippers lost. I actually think the Lakers could beat the Nuggets in four games now because, yeah, that, that Laker Clippers showdown, I was looking forward to it. But now it's just going to be LeBron running through the, the rest of basketball. I mean, I was looking forward to it too. Lakers, like, I, there's never been a Lakers versus Clippers. I don't think in NBA playoffs has there. Um, I want to say yeah, there has been, but I don't I'm think sure for has. like there's... a Western Conference Finals at least. At least not recently, no. But but I've known when uh, the Blake Griffin years and stuff, they were pretty good. So I'm sure they ran across each other. Right. But I know I mean, the Clippers play Golden State a lot too. So I mean, it is 2020. Probably not the year to have L.A. versus L.A. Just saying. (laughs) All the crazy shit that's gone down, you know, let's not throw another monkey wrench or anything into it, you know. But I am disappointed. I really did want to see L.A. versus L.A. Like, I haven't been really paying attention much to basketball at all. Like, uh, watching any of the playoff games or whatnot. I may have caught a little bit of the Rockets versus uh, um, L.A. But I haven't really been watching it. I was actually excited to see Clippers versus Lakers. Yep, and that's not going to happen, so oh well. well. I only look forward to seeing LeBron lose, and the fact that the Clippers aren't there to do it, kind of just, eh, no basketball this year then. On the football, man. We're in first week of fantasy down in the books. How'd you do? Um, You know what? It's I have three teams this year, and I won two of my leagues, but I, I lost my main one. Because of the fucking cowboy coach, man. Dude, I lost by 2.5 points. All they had to do was kick the field goal to tie the game. And the cowboy coach, uh, McCarthy, decided not to kick the field goal and go for it. It was fourth and four. There was plenty of time left, and he didn't kick the field goal. Any coach in the NFL knows to kick the field goal. And not only did he lose the game for the Cowboys, he lost the game for my fantasy team, which is he should be fired on the spot. Like, like he It's one thing fired. you lose for the Dallas Cowboys, man. You lose your fantasy game too? <laughs> Bruh. You don't even know. Like, It's only week one and it's killing me inside because, oh, man, it's, still, it's too soon, James, too soon. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring it up because I knew it was a sore subject, but – I, I watched the game too. I didn't even know Sabri had the kicker that was playing, uh, that Dallas kicker that was playing. I know I was watching the game and I was there, like Sabri said, they were down by three points. It was 17 to 20. They had, it was like fourth and four. Like, who the fuck goes for it on fourth and four? Like, you got four yards. Where you're literally at a chip shot to tie the game, not to win, not to take the lead, to actually tie it to guarantee you're going to at least go to overtime and nobody else scores. They're like, nah, we're going to try to go for the win. You know, they must have got an early flight they had to catch or something to get out of uh, <laughs> wherever they were. Actually, I think they were playing in Dallas. So I think, yeah, that 
No, no, they were playing at SoFi Stadium. They were. They were playing at SoFi Stadium. Maybe they had to make it to LAX at a certain time. So like, all right, we got to make it like within an hour once the game ends. So just, you know, try to go for it now. If we don't make it, whatever, we'll make, it, we'll make our flight back. <laughs> One thing is obvious. The dude does not want to keep his job. So. You know, I say once a Packer, always a Packer. He just basically just uh, making the Dallas Cowboys playoffs hopes. Zero. See, the Packers were on to something when they fired him. But. I guess now I know not to draft Cowboy kickers anymore because the coach is a dumbass. <laughs> and All right. the fun thing about it, you play me next week now. Hey, I'm still recovering from this last week. But, yes, we do play each other this week. and uh, So let's see how the tone of the podcast starts next week. <laughs> Depending who's going to be more like, yeah, welcome to episode 21. You know, <laughs> who wins and who loses. <laughs> if I win, there will be a podcast. If I lose, there won't be a podcast. That's just all there is to It's going to take me a couple of weeks to recover after a loss to James. Let's find it. That's probably true, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but James – actually has a winning record against me as good as i've been in fantasy football for some reason uh you're just that one guy i have trouble beating that's true actually i never thought about that you did did beat me the past couple of seasons i think last year you beat me twice yeah last year i had a good year against you but for some reason we're always in the same we're always in the same division it seems like no that's not true because i i typically try to avoid you except for this (laughs) year i don't know i got brave this year but it's looking like a mistake. Where, where's the that's where she said button? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, so just so you guys know, I get to name my division. And um, I, I did this theme from uh, Step Brothers. And um, my division's name is Goats and Hoes. <laughs> goats for greatest of all time. And well, my hoes. <laughs> there you go. Just, just thought I'd share that. But and enough yeah. about us. Let's get to a little good news. Well, aside from the fact that football is back, which I'm super ecstatic for, I saw this story, I believe it was on one of my friend's Facebook posts that she put, and it had a YouTube video, and it was kind of like a um, a clickbaity thumbnail that they had. Basically, the guy—it was a, a guy that uploaded the video. It says guy guy deals with three-year-old riding bike in his driveway, and I'm like, oh shit, let's let's see what this is about. So I click on it and kind of seeing it. You know, as you're younger, uh, you kids—they don't necessarily know boundaries. You know, so uh, you're taught to respect other people's property, to not go on other people's property, to kind of respect their space and whatnot. So in this video. Guy has a like a Nest security cam or whatever, like security camera that's like on his driveway. And his little three-year-old kid, right? He's on his like little tricycle or bicycle and he's riding. And the guy has an open cement driveway. So as the kid rides by, you know, his driveway is a little bit on a slant upwards. He turns into the, goes up his driveway, turns and goes down, kind of like a little cliff. Very innocent. Doesn't do anything, right? But you can, a lot of people normally go crazy and they're like, you know, get off my lawn or something like that. They don't want people on their property. Well, what this guy does, he sees the video, he gets notifications on his phone and he sees that this three-year-old is like riding up and down his driveway. And so he decides to do something about it. So during the night, he gets chalk and on his driveway, he then starts to create this race course via chalk across uh, the driveway. So he has this like little miniature race course. So the next day, when a three-year-old riding by, he sees this like kind of self-drawn race course on the bottom. He gets really excited and he takes a few laps around the course. 
And every time it rains and washes away the chalk, the guy then creates a different course, adds different turns. You know, he starts adding a little artwork and stuff on it. So not only is this three heroes having a blast going across this little race course on the driver that this guy is creating, uh, other people in the neighborhood start seeing this. And as they're walking by or riding bicycles, everybody takes a little turn around the race course. So it turns out it turned out to be kind of this cool little thing where like the community kind of goes there and they take a little couple of laps or like a little race course. And it, it's, it was a nice story of just like normally what you see, like a people like he could easily said, went out and be like, hey, you know, this is my property. Please don't uh, have your kid go on or anything like that. But instead of doing that, he thought he would make the little kids day in this neighborhood's day and create a little race course and have people go up and down. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's like a cool way to... uh you know, just make a kid happy. So yeah, cool. Good for him. Kudos Good to that guy. There. Yep. The uh the YouTube channel that was on is called Canyon Chasers. I'll actually I'll post a video on our Facebook. So if you're not following Two Foos Podcast Facebook, feel free to follow and you'll see that video. If you're not following us, follow us already. What the hell, man? Yeah, we already have more. This is episode twenty. If you're not following yet, what the fuck are you doing? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I bet I bet he's regretting it once he saw like different people coming up though. He's like, Oh crap, I didn't expect all these people coming up to my door. Yeah, there was like, like teen, oh, teenagers like and like, you know, people like the kids it's like popping release and doing stuff on there, but he, in the video it's like high spirited. He's he enjoys it. Yeah, that's cool. Good for him. My good news of the week, well we already kinda talked about it. Uh, the NFL is back. I want to say I am happy that the NFL is back. That is the one thing I was looking forward to. <laughs> exactly. That says how I feel. And uh, even though we missed last week, we had a draft, our, our fantasy football draft that is on its ninth year now. And it's cool we have a couple people from out of town come in and people we don't see for pretty much the whole year. And we get together this one day of the year and um, we, we were social distancing. We're wearing their masks, but we still managed to have a good time and get our draft in. And uh, I thought my team was good until last week or this week. So (laughs) it's like one only fucking Cowboys coach. Oh man. All right, but yeah, that, that was saying that. Hey, 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 this is that's, good news. Good, good news, Saban. Good, good news, news. Yeah, good news, good, good news. news. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we're going to week two, and hopefully the Cowboy coach doesn't screw up. It's funny. But, uh, if they do fire McCarthy, you like, like whatever, episode 26. My good news is they fired the Dallas coach for missing the damn fucking field goal for week one. Yep, yep, he should be fired. But yeah, good news, good news. It's all good news here. Sorry for that. Brief negativity. Good news. All right. Now, uh, James, why don't we get started on our first topic? You know, what's funny, though, you bring up the draft and everything that we did. It was a fucking sweat factory in that draft, man. <laughs> like, oh, I know. It was It was like 105 or 9. It was gnarly, it was crazy. Dude. Like, you know what's yeah. funny? Like, typically, and, and the drafts that we've done in the past, and not a lot of people drink. Uh, you know, but a couple people bring beers. I myself, I brought like I think last year at the draft that we did at your place. I think I brought like a six pack of beer and shared with Eddie and shared with some of our other like uh, friends and whatnot uh-huh. that we drafted with. Not one person had a beer or any type of alcohol just because of how hot it was. They didn't want to get any more dehydrated. People were pounding the water. I was pounding water too. I didn't even want to drink a Dr Pepper. <laughs> That's how bad yeah. it was. 
Yeah, normally we have leftovers. We are out of everything. And then the funny thing, I thought I was being smart. I bought us um, a 40-pack of ice cream, those ice cream sandwiches and drumsticks. Yeah. And it was so hot, it melted through the ice chest, which is crazy. It's the thought that counts. So, you know, it's a close-knit group of friends if they get together in 105-degree weather. Like outside with no fan, <laughs> we had water. Cyber so so provided water and food and like drinks and stuff at least like that. So that was cool. But yeah, if it doesn't say how close this kind of group of people fantasy wise is, yeah, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, we got a good group of guys. I'll have to say that I enjoy it every year. But yeah, this year was definitely one of the the worst years. Yeah. But with that, yep, NFL has started. Interesting to see the stuff in week one. So the NFL decided, and I think they decided this a few months ago, that during week one, before they played the national anthem, they wanted to play the lift every voice and sing, which is kind of known to be referred to as like the black national anthem, uh, just because of everything that's going on currently in today's world with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything like that. Right. Um, so. And I was curious, it's curious that you bring that up. The lift every voice and sing. I wonder when they decide to uh, to play that song. And I think they're only doing it for week one. But they, I'm curious because these NFL owners were on the opposite end of the stance with this Black Lives Matters and everything movement. They were not budging until recent. So I'm curious when they did give in about playing that. I do remember reading something, a CNN article or something back in the day that I believe the NFL said, and I don't know if it was even up for kind of like, if you choose to do this or not, that it, they just decided to play this during week one. Uh, I actually read they were going to play that in place of the national anthem. So they, it might've changed a little bit since then. Uh, but they died. And what's funny though, is that I was particularly looking for the national anthem was I wanted to kind of see who would kneel and who would stand uh, not to kind of like judge against anybody though. I was just kind of curious to see who actually would stand up for the movement or well, in this case, kneel for the movement. I do not remember or recalling much aside from maybe the Thursday night game, and the Monday night football game, but the games that they played on Sunday, specifically on Fox and CBS and even the NBC, I did not see him televise the national anthem. Yeah, it's hard to, I can't really say too much about that because what I watch, I watch off a streaming device, so I don't know if they would televise that on uh, what I was watching it off of. So it's hard to say. I mean, I kind of get why they would not show that. It's fucked up if they if they did it just because they don't want people to have or put the NFL on like in a bad light, right? So there, it's kind of the uh, you know the amendment that you have the right to freedom of speech and stuff like that. The fact that they decided, well, let's not show them anybody kneeling during the national anthem because we don't want bad press for the NFL. We don't want people to boycott our games and whatnot. No, fuck that. Like, if they're not watching it, they're not watching it because of that, not because somebody's going to kneel. Like, if they decided not to watch the NFL, they decided that, like, a while ago prior to, like, week one with everything that's going on. No true football fan is probably not watching it because of that. They're probably watching. I'm sure the, the percentage is very small. Of the people not watching it because of what's going on. I agree. And some people are giant fucking hypocrites because I do remember seeing people, I'm not going to call anybody out, but per, uh, Facebook friends of mine 
posted online, you know, oh yeah, if they do this, if they kneel, you know, I'm not going to watch the football at all this year. And then that same friend the week, go Bears, go Packers, go that. <laughs> so, and I know particularly they kneeled. So yeah, they're fucking yeah. hypocrites. Yeah. Well, you gotta expect it. Like it's football. It's easy. It's easy to talk about when football's not going on, but when it's going on, your team is your team, and it's installed in you for a young age. So exactly. I mean, I agree with that. But. Well, Let's talk about that first Thursday game, though. The opening game in Houston um, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, they so, played in Kansas City. Yeah, they played in Kansas City, and Houston was the first team to decide that they were not going to come out for the national anthem or the lift uh, every voice and sing. They stayed in the locker room for both songs, and the Kansas City Chiefs stayed on the sideline. What do you think about them staying in the locker room? I think they chose to stay in the locker room versus kneeling because of the bad press that it got for kneeling and everything. Yeah, That's- I I was uh, I read something on what the, um, the Houston Texans were uh, a couple of them said in the article, but the one reason they chose to stay in the the locker room was they didn't want any confusion or add any confusion, especially if. They took a knee during the national anthem, but did not take a knee during the lift of voice and sing. So just to avoid all the confusion and criticism, they stayed in the locker room. I kind of think that was the right move. If you're really trying to stand for something and avoid everything, yeah, just just don't show up. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. When they came uh, out, exactly what you were getting to when they came out. They, they came out to join the Chiefs in the moment of silence and solidarity. And as they were joining hands with the Chiefs, or kind of like arms and elbows to elbows, they got booed. Yeah, so the funny thing is, you don't know if they're getting booed because they didn't come out for the anthem or because they're joining in unity for um, racial injustice. So yeah. you, you don't really know. That's a fine line. I mean, I don't know exactly what the demographic is in Kansas City, but yeah, <laughs> I was thinking say. the same thing. I don't know what it is because I'm not gonna lie. When I when I was watching it, I was like, "Are they booing?" Like, yeah, same I, thing. I was like, "They're they're showing that they're united and they're getting booed," and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, and it wasn't like, especially the shot that I saw, it wasn't like the Texans were coming out and like literally getting on that about to join that they were booing. No, they were literally standing with the Chiefs side by side and the crowd was just boo, boo. And I'm yep. like, what the, what the fuck? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, two of the highest paid NFL players ever, locked arms. And then their teams on the side of them locked arms. And J.J. Watt was right next to uh, Deshaun Watson. And he was he was interviewed after the game, and he's like, "I'm I'm not sure why they were booing us because all we're doing is showing that we were united together. There was no, they didn't really do anything crazy or critical. They just locked arms and they got booed." <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with that. Like, why the hell? It it's confuses the fuck out of me a lot of times. I want to say it was because of the Texans coming out to join or because of the fact that they weren't out during the national anthem that they were getting booed. Like it, it really would make me sick of my stomach if it's because they were joining arms and united that they were booing them. 
Like a bunch well, I was of watching, really. I was watching the sports show the next morning, or the yeah that Monday morning, or I'm sorry that Friday morning, and he was pretty, he was pretty intimate. Like they booed him because they were doing something for black people. Any time he said any time you show any positive act towards black people, people are gonna boo against it. And he said that's why they booed that time. Was that and guy was, like, was this was that guy black out of curiosity? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. black. He was a former NFL player. Um his I mean he he totally has a right to be like heated by it. I mean, I don't blame him for being heated about it too. I'd feel the same way if I was put in issues, but uh I just I don't want to believe it was for that. Unfortunately, today is the world that we live in that probably is the actual reason behind it, which sucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah we I don't. I guess I don't know the demographic with Kansas City. I don't know if it's primarily primarily white down there. If it's you know they're racist or what? Like I don't live in Kansas, in Kansas City. I live in California, so I can't say for sure. So I can't speak on their behalf. But it didn't look good at all. Right. Yeah. And the irony was um, that was probably as peaceful as they could do anything to show unity. And they still got booed. So. Right? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you want us to do? We didn't kneel during the actual national anthem. We, you know, we just stayed out of it to not show any disrespect at all. And then we just decided to come out to show unity, to show we are united, and they get fucking booed. Like, what else can you do? Yeah. So, it is I what mean, it is. On top of, like, the Texans doing that, there's a few other teams. Uh, between all the teams that played on Sunday, the Jets, the Packers, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Bills, they all remained in their respective locker rooms during the National Anthem. Uh, there was a few people that actually kneeled during the National Anthem. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the Lions quarterback, he was one of them, who is white, if you don't know. Uh, uh-huh. He actually kneeled during the National Anthem and uh, during the opener, and several of his teammates did. Uh, a couple Raven players, Marlon do Humphrey. You, well, before you go to the the mm-hmm. Ravens, do you think it means more that um, the star white quarterback kneels with the player, the other black players? I think it pisses people off more. Why do you think that? Because he's white. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Like, I mean, I'm proud of Matthew Stafford. Like, good job, man. If you if you believe in that and you're for that movement, good good on you for standing up for what you believe in and fuck people who are you know, get pissed off because of it. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't yeah. hurt anybody. Like, I mean, I, I get why people get upset if you know towards a flag. I mean, and if you're like a veteran, if you're a person who did the armed force, you know, thank you for your service. I appreciate, I will appreciate you till the, the day I die. And thank you for doing what you do. I understand why you would get offended because you are passionate about something that you stood and fought for that is getting disrespected. I get it, yeah. but it's not hurting you. <laughs> I'm always for like when you stand for something, you know, like and right. he is standing for something. It's hard to go against the grain right now. Right. Even though I'm I'm curious how these these pro athletes feel though. Like, do they feel pressured if they don't do anything? Will they be judged for that? And then if they do do it, they're gonna be judged for that. So I'm cu- it it has to be tough to be a professional athlete during 2020 right now you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't people are asking to take a side it's they show a a sign of unity but in reality they're more divided than ever i feel you think so why is that it kind of led to the statement that you meant you know you damn you like you you do something you're good if you try to stay the safe route like me for instance i'm very neutral driven i don't necessarily get into very 
I don't touch on touchy subjects and stuff. And the second, like we started this podcast, I'm like, I don't want to talk politics because I just don't like talking about politics. Like you talk right. politics about people and, you know, people get really heated and then like they, you know, take it to like a different level when you talk about politics. Why? I don't know. It's just fucking politics, right? And if you don't agree with something, the person necessarily doesn't agree to disagree. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, and the, I don't want anything to do with you. Like the fact, like, you know, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm sure there's people that listen to the podcast that are probably are Trump fans. And if you are, you know, that's fine. I I don't mind. And I have friends who actually are Trump fans. Um, me, myself, I say, fuck the guy. And I don't like him at all. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I would say definitely you're in the middle until it comes to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, screw that guy. But even yeah, but- that, there's has been sometimes I actually gave him praise. I can't really remember the last one, but I do remember there was one time I said, okay, he I- did good for this. But yes, yes. In this podcast, we try to do, we try to do both. When he does something yeah. good, we well, try to say good yeah. job. We give credit to where credit's due. Exactly. To get more mm-hmm. to the point, because I kind of went off topic a little bit there, though. But it's hard. To, it, it's pressure, definitely. Because even if you don't want to do anything at all, I feel like that's probably like a bad move too. Because people want you to. Like if you do nothing, that looks just as bad as doing something. Right, that goes with the saying: uh, "If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything." So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I was just curious on your thoughts because I know not too many um, the games I did see with that national anthem. Not too many white athletes were taking the knee. So. But then you had the the Ravens. Did you want to talk about the Ravens before I interrupted you? Well, this one other thing about the Matthew Stafford and him kneeling. I do think that does send a message just because he is white and he is kneeling for that, though. That a lot of people, the stereotypes, at least when they see people kneeling, they just think automatically it's, you know, black people, essentially. Right. Yeah, then, but then they all, it does they, make a bigger statement once um, – you know, white people are for um, the social justice too, you know? Yeah. And the people who are actually against it, it just pisses them off that much more. <laughs> right. And it all depends like where you're from. I know Detroit um, is an urban area. So um, I'm sure he got Matthew Stafford got a lot of support being from the Detroit area. Yeah. I mean, he has my support. I'm that I'm, you know, like I said, I'm for you. I mean, I'm for you. if if you do good. If you don't, you know what? That's fine too. If you don't want to do anything, it's not. You know, you don't have to necessarily take a side, even though people are pressuring people and athletes to take a side. Yeah, yeah. They're going on like like the Ravens, Marlon Humphrey, and uh, Matthew Jordan also. You know, during the anthem. An interesting thing that I thought, and this was I didn't expect this at all, was the Atlanta and Seahawks game. Like, I don't really yeah, think anybody really, really nailed. I really, really liked what they did. Yeah. I think this should be the new approach, but who am I to decide? But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anybody actually kneeled during the anthem or the live or uh, lift every voice and sing part of the beginning, but this spoke volumes. And I think this is the only team that did it. When kickoff happened, you know, all 22 players that was on field. Uh, 11 for Seahawks and 11 for Atlanta. The second the kickoff happened and the ball was in the air, everybody went to the knee. Like Dude, I, 22 players. Yeah. I think that is freaking awesome. Like, 
You're not disrespecting the flag. Not saying that they were before, but no one could confuse it now at this point. Right. They took a knee during the kickoff. As the ball's in the air, as they're on the field, they took a knee. Yep. You can't there's no like flag, it's no interrupting gameplay, it's no politics and controversy, but they still made a statement and they still got their point across. Yeah. So I really liked what they did with this. And I think and hope things will continue because awareness is already out there. Like uh, Kaepernick started it and it's already gone to this level where you don't need to take a knee during the anthem anymore to get your point across. You could find better ways to evolve and do it. And I think this was the start of finding a better way. And I hope more teams catch on to doing it this way. Yep, I agree. That was very yeah. respectful way of doing it. Uh, yeah, it definitely got my attention. I'm like, oh shit! Everybody went, you know, took a knee. Yeah. Well, it's funny as far as football rules go, though. This the, for funny for life shits and giggles and whatnot, though. So I know if a ball goes into the end zone via a kickoff, right, that's a touchback, right? Uh-huh. If it doesn't go in the end zone and it lands in the field of play, the 10 yard line, whatever, doesn't it have to be touched before it's considered a dead ball? Yeah, so if it doesn't go into the end zone, then the, the ball's live. So what but, if like literally they're kneeling and it lands on like the five yard line, but nobody gets up to touch it? <laughs> well, there's, I mean? there's someone still back there and that would suck. I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they have some, every NFL kicker. <laughs> Way to go, James. Just screw up a moment. And <laughs> I know, right? Every NFL kicker should be able to kick it to the end zone or else maybe they shouldn't be in the end zone or in the NFL. True that. But, true that. But yeah, that would be funny. If I thought about that. I'm like, what if it fell on the five yard line? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they would whistle to play dead or something like that. And hopefully, the refs aren't like that much of a dicks. They realize what's happening. They're that's like, gonna okay, be whistle to play gonna, dead. That's yeah. going to be the new controversy that the refs don't blow a whistle and they're against racial injustice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That probably will be. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Look, their uniforms are black and white. Why are they not just black? And yeah, it's going to be crazy. I could see that happening. But that's pretty funny. And then uh, one last thing I wanted to point out was um, Don Terry Poe, the defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, took a knee during the national anthem during, um, during the Cowboys game. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's a big deal because their owner, Jerry Jones, was adamant throughout all this time saying, my players are not going to take a knee. They're going to be respectful to the flag. They're going to do this. They're not going to do this. And he laid out the law and Terry Poe still like disobeyed him and took a knee during the national anthem. So that says a lot. Good for him. Oh yeah, Jerry Jones. It. Yeah, and Jerry Jones is one of those old, rich, billionaire tycoon uh, white guys who is used to getting everything done his way. He's one of the main owners in the NFL, and this did not go his way. And I'm curious to see if there's any repercussions going towards Don Terry Poe for um, doing something he believes in. They're better, but, be, man. Fuck Jerry Jones if that does. You say they better not be, but look how they did Kaepernick. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm. I'm. If you're proud of Matthew Stafford, then you got to be proud of this guy because this guy 
the owner pretty much said, like, no one on my team better take a knee. And he still did it. So Conspiracy yeah. theory? Conspiracy yeah. theory. He could get blacklisted. You never know. Well, no. well he, uh, hopefully not. You shouldn't be. And if he does, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a huge sink behind that if he does get blacklisted or if he does get kicked off the team or anything like that. But conspiracy theory. Maybe Mike McCarthy, who is the Dallas Cowboys coach, got pissed off about that, or to say a big fuck you to Jerry Jones, intentionally did not kick the field goal in the fourth and four, end up losing the game for game one. Damn. Too soon, James. <laughs> As a big fuck you to Jerry Jones for being a racist racist prick. Old Those bastard. who don't realize what James just did, he... He just gave me a big <laughs> fuck you too. Oh, that hurt. It was it was a silent fuck you. <laughs> yeah, too soon. Too soon. Oh boy. Speaking of big fu's, uh, why don't you tell us what Mike Dicka said? <laughs> Dude. So if anybody didn't know, I'm a huge Packer fan. That's my team, and one of the main rivals for the Packers are the Bears. Well, the Vikings and the Bears. So the this Bears, g- the, the Bears. This gives me more fuel to hate the Bears. Mike Dicka, in an interview, um, I'm not sure exactly what did the interview, though, but it was on Monday. Uh, he made a comment to the players who actually knew it during the game, and he put, I quote, uh, if you can't respect this country, get the hell out of it. It's not a complicated thing. You play the game, you enjoy the game. If you don't like the game, get out of it. Simple words. He continues to go on. You play football, that's it. You're privileged. You got a gift from God that you can play the game because you got a body that can uh, that can do it with. And continuing, I really don't understand what you're protesting. I played the game. I coached the game for a long time, and it makes no sense to me. You ought to get down on your hands and knees and thank God every day that you can make the kind of money that you make playing football or any type of sport, end quote. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, uh, sounds like he is also uh, rich in privileged white guy doesn't really sound like he knows where they're coming from right now if he was getting uh or if he felt that he was being racial racially profiled by the police and his family and his loved ones and maybe he grew up in the upbringing maybe he would have um a change of thought or change of words but he probably did not you know some people don't grow up with that uh, environment so they don't really understand what's going on if you're not around it and you don't see it then you act like it doesn't exist and that's what this is all about even though they're privileged to play a game and make millions of dollars yes that is a privilege but not every black um, American is privileged to play a sport Not every black American is out of the inner cities where they're being treated correct by police. So it's wrong of him to say that when he's not really living what other people are living. And even though they're not living it now, you don't know what these athletes grew up with. Because a lot of these athletes grew up in poor urban areas where they did have to go through it you know they had a different type of living different type of survival a different type of mentality which is why they um got to the nfl it was probably that mentality that made them get out of where they came from so the fact that they're bringing attention to the matter it's not really for him to judge them for because he didn't go through it and they did 
I'm not going to be one to say that we expect our athletes to do it, but I'm not going to be one that judges or punishes our athletes for doing it also because they grew up with it and they're speaking and showing attention for maybe the people who cannot. Yeah, that's well put. Yeah, good point to that. What pisses me off with that and what he said is that i'm against exactly what he said in the constants that he's put behind it but at the same time there's some things on there that he actually said that makes a little bit of sense what makes sense i mean the part that he kind of says you know if you if you play the game you enjoy the game if you don't like the game get out the game and i think it's a little bit out of context as he put it in a broad state of terms but he's kind of saying if you have a problem with the organization you have a problem with the nfl and are not supporting it the way that you wanted to you know get out don't play and it's, it sounds easier than what it actually is, though. I mean, the whole point, like, you're an athlete and you have this platform that you can post on what the best way you can actually do, aside from, you know, being able to play football and whatnot, what else can you use on the platform that you're given to make a difference and what the best way to be able to, like, you know, take a knee or, like, uh, show something to support a movement that you have this huge platform for. But at the same time, he's talking about, you know, it is football and this isn't related to football at all. So what are you protesting for? It still pisses me off, man. Fuck, fuck Mike Dicka. <laughs> but try, like, I'm not trying to defend them at all. It's an old fuck. Old bastard. Bears. Hate the Bears. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> no, but, I, I get what you're saying. And, but, and he's not the only one that thinks like that. And I bet this is a typical response from an older generation. Probably, but we're in a new generation, and even if he does have a point that it has nothing to do with football, you know, guess what? These players are a part of football, so if they make it a part of football, it is a part of football. It brings up the point, kind of like though, like what the NBA kind of started to do when they just stopped playing basketball because of uh, another shooting. And uh, forgive me for not knowing exactly what they stopped for. Uh, this past time though but they only stopped for like a game or two and then they started back again like i think we even kind of like touched on this subject in our last podcast on 19 is that you know is that even enough should it be doing more should they like not do anything at all so i think the suspension for the one game it was one of those things of like okay well hey it's happening and then they started back again and if it was maybe the first thing that happened maybe the first guy who got shot or something like the george floyd dude and they suspended games that might have a little bit of a more impact but I think now that we're like so along into it, I don't think this is when they did the suspension for one game or not. To, I'm sorry. When they had the uh, holdout for the game, I don't think it really did anything. I mean, it brought awareness that I just know, okay, another person got shot, but did it really do anything per se? I don't think so. Right. That just goes back to our last episode is, is yeah. then bringing awareness to the issue enough. Should and, they be doing more? And I think in a weird, twisted fucking way, that's kind of what Mike Dicka is trying to get to, is like, what are you protesting for? It doesn't make a difference. It's if you're here to play football, play football. If you don't want to play football, don't play football. But then he kind of puts his foot down his mouth to saying, you know, like he doesn't understand the protesting and things like that. But Right. Well, it's making, it is making a difference because you got to think of the small things that they did accomplish. So one, you got these these owners who probably think a lot like Mike Ditka to give in. Not only did they give in with um, on the back of the helmets, they're putting little sayings like, um, like the NBA is doing, but they're also got them to do the black national anthem. They also got them to be more aware to the situation. They got them to openly admit 
they handled the situation wrong with Kaepernick. So they are they are that making, was huge. Yeah, that was huge when they admitted that. Right, and and they are making small changes, and you got to understand if they if they're making these changes now, these owners are going to end up selling their team, are handing their their team down to their kids, which means it's going to go to a younger generation who might be more open to doing stuff for uh, racial injustice and police brutality and stuff like that. So in hindsight, it might not be doing anything like a big change at the moment, but a few years from now, who knows? Maybe this is the start of something that uh, made bigger changes for the future. True. It's got to be patient. And see where it takes you, I guess. Yeah. So um, why don't we go to some other news that happened near us? This was cops. in our hood, too, our yeah. old hood and whatnot. So this hits close to home, literally. Yeah, real close to home. So two cops got ambushed in Compton and um, were shot. Um, and we're not talking about, like, there was confrontation. These two cops were just sitting in the patrol car under um, – a comp like a bridge or, or a freeway exit and a black man walks by the car and then and then walks up to the car acting like he was about to walk by again and then just pulls up a gun pulls out the gun and shoots both of them and yeah this was a definitely an attempt to take him out Did wasn't an ambush this was totally an assassination attempt yeah for sure did you see the video i saw the video and if you haven't seen the video fair warning it's very graphic it literally just rock if you played grand theft auto think of it that way you literally walk up to the passenger side pull out a gun bang 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 actually i did not think of it yeah it was like a scene from grand theft auto just walk up pull out a gun and shoot yeah yeah that's it was Um, a male officer and a female officer right yeah a male and a female just for a quick update, they got uh, rushed to uh, the hospital. Both uh, went to surgery and both um, seem to make it and they're recovering right now. So that's good news for the two cops. Um, as far as uh, the person who shot them, I believe he's still, they're still trying to find who that was. And there was a $100,000 reward the last time I looked. Yep. Uh, as of today, which is nine fifteen, it is uh, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, he is still at large. Yeah. With, so uh, hundred thousand dollar bounty on the dude's head. And I think I think it's a shame that that cops are now targets to this type of acts of violence. I know there's a portrayal that cops are bad, but they're still doing their job, and their job is to protect and serve and. I do not want people just shooting every cop because there's like a small percentage of bad cops out there. You shooting a cop is going to make the cops more high alert, high tense, high stressed, which could only lead to more um, bad situations that are going to happen, whether um, it's deserving or not. So you attacking cops is not going to make this situation better. 
Violence on violence never makes it better. I hope the cops don't retaliate. But, you know, when you're put in a high-stress situation that they're already in, I don't see anything getting accomplished from this one person shooting two cops. Fortunately, I've seen there are... I wouldn't say I was expecting this, but I have thinking something like this would come. It almost feels like, you know, I feel like we're close to almost a civil war type of thing. I don't think we're at a civil war. I think it's getting there, um, to a point. Like, tensions are running really high and shit's going down, and now this is kind of the start of, like, people trying to take out police and just you know, it, it doing is, things. Every time, every time it seems like the situation's starting to cool down, um, like a few weeks ago, you had that um, the black guy Jacob get shot by the cops, and now you have someone shoot two cops in the patrol car. Every time you see the situation start to forget about or get calmed down, something else happens. And yeah, this is and it's the world we live in too, with access to internet and media, where everyone's gonna know about it if something happens, but. I, I, I don't think we'll be at a civil war unless something crazy happens. Um, hopefully Trump keeps his mouth shut and nothing too crazy happens. But yeah, I no get your point, but Trump, I, I but... don't. Yeah, I know. I get your point, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. And I hope this person wasn't doing this whole um, Black Lives Matters movement because I'm pretty sure they don't want people dying in this movement um but to go on with the shooting there was also a video after where protesters surrounded or not surrounded but went up to the hospital and and they got caught on video and and the the and this is where the press gets i don't know if they take it out of hand but the headline was black Lives matter protesters wants cops to die from the video I saw, there's no clue if this dude was part of the Black Lives Matter movement. It seemed like he was um, he was either African American or Hispanic. I couldn't I couldn't tell. You just hear the voice, and he was wishing that the cops that got shot died. And there was a couple people pointing at the cops protecting the hospital from any type of protesting. They were telling each one of them that they're gonna die soon too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, damn, that's crazy that that you guys would go up, that people would actually go up to cops and do that. And first of all, like cops aside, these are these are someone's father, brother, sister, parent. You know, these are people, and the fact that you're wishing death upon people is just sad and. And this type of mentality and attitude is just going to bring more of that type of mentality. and Yeah, more and, negative to it, more just bad things. I mean, I'm happy the two cops are, are there in stable condition and are going to survive uh, this tragic event that happened. Uh, the protesters that they were blocking the entrance to the hospital, I believe the uh, entrance and the exit, and this particular hospital only has, the ER only has one entrance and one exit, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, you are correct. From what I, what I heard is that the plan, the protesters are actually going to invade the actual ER and kind of like rush the ER. What they were going to do in there, I don't know. I could just imagine if that shit actually broke out there. Uh, just, yeah, that would not have been a good situation. Did you? I did not see how many. Um, I couldn't tell from the video. I saw how many protesters were there. Were you able to tell? Yeah, the video that they were shooting, uh, at least the shot video, they didn't have a panoramic view of like back of how many protesters were out. Though they showed uh, LAPD uh, kind of like blocking the exit of the hospital that they were at, and I believe there was like about four, maybe five officers there. From yeah. the video, it's, I don't think it was like a whole lot, not like a crowd of people or anything like that where it totally got out of hand. It was a very manageable situation. There were probably maybe like a dozen people there, if that. Yeah. The fact that someone could say that to another person is just sad, though. It and is. It's crazy, too, because if that guy who just threatened those three or four cops would have made a weird movement, and he would have got shot. Oh, yeah. They would have made a big deal of the cop shooting that guy when he just threatened their lives. And it's weird to think. I'm glad that didn't happen. But it's weird to think about, like, in these situations, like... The role reverse and what would happen. Right. Right. And expectations of our police. And we need the expectations of our civilians also. Like, they can't be going up to cops and, and threatening them. So, yeah, so that, I saw that video and I thought it was very uh, heartbreaking that, to know that people just want to I mean, murder other people just because of their job and stuff. Yeah, I worry about, now that this happened at least, you know, that now that started, somebody decided to try to take out a cop and whatnot. And you hear it in the news that other people were going to try it like down to Minnesota and other places and too, that, you know, they're going to try to, you know, fight back and do things like that. Whereas me, if you actually get a fucker who actually kind of knows what he's doing, like who's the guy who it was a couple of years ago, uh, Christopher, yeah. Christopher Donner, Donner. Yeah. The, it was actually an ex, uh, ex cop actually. And there's a lot of like different things. Ex Marine. Yeah. Going off on that, you know, he shot and killed, multiple police officers and families and people of law enforcement. And well, that was a huge thing. Well, his, his story was different though. Cause his story was he, um, he tried to get rid of corrupt cops and they brushed him under the table and then they fired him for it. And he declared, he declared war with the cops. So the way he did it was like, I'm letting you know openly it's me versus the whole police force. And yeah, it was. He so... took it in his own hands. Yeah, like he was trying to get rid of cricket cops. I think it was uh, one cop uh, used excessive force on somebody, and he didn't like that. And he tried to go through the proper measures to get it, you know, taken care of, and to get this cop out. And they didn't listen to him. And I think actually that there's a lot of there's a whole podcast we probably do just on Chris Dorner though. But the kind of cliff notes is he tried to, and he kind of got blacklisted for it. And, because of that, he decided to do something about it. Really, yeah. When the when the system becomes corrupt, it seems like people are going to take things in their own hands, and you know, the corrupt system is like, hey, what's going on here? But you know, you leave. Sometimes you leave people feel like they have no other choice, and that seems to be where we're at right now. Interesting to see exactly 
what happens in the next upcoming weeks. Yeah, but that being said, I'm glad the cops recovered and we'll hopefully be able to update you guys on the recovery as they get through it. But just to end our podcast this week, everyone stay safe. Absolutely. Stay safe. Have a good week, everybody. And we'll see you next Tuesday, hopefully. See you guys. Kick the ball, Dallas coach. (laughs) Oh, and stay tuned to see who wins between me and Sabri. Take care, everybody.